0: Well, if you have your Bible or a way to get to scripture, we'll get there in a moment. Turn over to Matthew 18 and we'll be there just in a moment. We are in a series and we're continuing our series about developing a habit of prayer. And I know that many of you, because I I see your responses and I so appreciate it, are are participating in in our devotions uh, that we're doing every day. And hopefully if you're not able to participate in Uh, The devotions that we're putting out, you're, uh, you know, doing some devotions yourself, amen. You're spending some time with the Lord, amen. Don't rely on coming here on Sunday morning to get your fill of God, all right. It's it's an everyday thing, amen. And so um, we believe, in fact, we know for a fact that prayer is every believer's powerful weapon amen, Uh, to push back the works of darkness. But it's not just prayer and any kind of prayer. It's a prayer that agrees with the word of God. Come on, somebody. It's a prayer that agrees with the word of God. Another thing is that too often, you know, we hear, and, and we ourselves maybe even fall into this where we pray sometimes and we wonder, does God even hear my prayer? Are the heavens brass? Is, does God receive what I say? It seems like nothing's happening and there's no results. And it's not that God doesn't hear, it's that we're not agreeing with his word. Come on, somebody. We must agree with the word of God when we speak to God. Come on. And there's something about agreeing together. There's something about that symphony of prayer. That's why we pray together for a few moments uh, as a church every Sunday, not sometimes, but every Sunday. Come on. There's a symphony of prayer, and that's when we speak with one voice what God has said. Come on. His word through the Holy Spirit, all of us being of the same mind. And in complete agreement about God's word. There's plenty to disagree about in the world. We can look around. There's there's plenty to disagree about. But at the end of the day, come on, Jesus still died on the cross. We sang it this morning. The grave is still empty. Uh, His blood was still shed for the remission of our sins. He has still redeemed us. He has still saved us. He has still delivered us. I wish I could get some help this morning in understanding that Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, is still the Lion of Judah. He's still the Alpha and the Omega. Come on, somebody. And no one is above him. Come on, he's still there. And so we need to agree with the word of God. Something about agreement. Matthew 18 and 19 says it this way in the amplified version. Says it this way. Says, again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, that means harmonize together, make a a symphony together. Come on. About whatever. Anything and everything they may ask Jesus words, not mine, it will come to pass and be done for them by my father in heaven and be done for them by my father in heaven. And sometimes we we wonder, well, how come I I prayed and it wasn't done by my father in heaven? It's because you're not agreeing with his word. You're not agreeing with his word. We need to agree with the word of God. It's how important prayer is. Prayer is so important. It's so important. How can you have a relationship if you never talk, if you never commune? How do I know what you want if I haven't asked you? If I, if I, I you know, that, <laughs> I don't need to tell you what assume means. We know it, we've heard it a million times, right? Especially in a relationship. If I just assume what my wife wants, that's a little presumptuous. Come on, somebody. She might not be too happy. or you, you didn't ask me. You just know what I want. Come on. But we do God like that. We do God like that. Come on. That's the way we do. We just assume uh, he knows how uh, uh, he knows. Uh, we know that how, he wants, how he wants us to worship him. We just assume, you know, I'm going to do it my way, Lord, and, and, and you're going to like it. That's what we're saying. I'm going to do it my way, and you're going to like it. I'm going to come to church, I'm going to pray when I want to pray, how I want to pray, I'm going to worship how I want to, and you're going to like it. That's what you're telling God. That's exactly what you're saying to him. Come on. But we need to be in touch with him. <laughs> Early African converts to Christianity, were, they were earnest, and they had regular private devotions. Each one reportedly had a separate spot uh, in the thicket where he or she would pour out their heart to God. They would go and pray. And over time, the paths to these places became well-worn because they were going to this, th- this place every day. And as a result, if one of these believers began to neg- g- neglect prayer, it was soon apparent to the others. <laughs> and they would kindly remind, That one, brother, the grass grows on your path. Don't let the Lord say to you, sister, the grass is growing on your path. When are you going to come and talk to me? When are you going to come and talk to me? Because I come that you might have life. I did that for you, just in case you didn't know. I came that you might have life and that more abundantly, just in case you forgot. When are you going to come and talk to me? When are you going to come and talk to me? John Bunyan once said this. He said, he who runs from God in the morning will scarcely find him the rest of the day. Come on now. I want you to think about that. Get that in your spirit. We we run to God when we need him as a last resort. But if you're running from him in the morning when you first get up, you might not find him the rest of the day. Martin Luther said, pray as if everything depends on God. Now watch this. But work as if everything depends on you. This is agreement prayer. Pray as if everything depends on God. But then work as if everything depends on you. See, there's a part that we play. It's a part we pray. We, we, when we pray, it's not just about praying and saying, okay, I prayed. What you going to do? Come on, God. Show me something. And God's saying, hey, I gave you the Holy Spirit. What you going to do? Show me something. Come on, and it's on us. It's on us. One Puritan preacher once said this. He said, when people do not mind what God speaks, watch this. When people do not mind what God speaks to them in his word, God doesn't mind when the, whatever they say to him in prayer. Now, I don't know if you really got that. I want to say that one more time. <laughs> when people don't mind what God speaks to them in his word, God doesn't mind what they say to him in prayer. Say it again. When you don't mind what God says in his word to you, then he doesn't mind what you say in prayer. But see, it's when you're not reading his word and you don't know what his word says and you start praying any kind of way. Well, at least I'm praying. Well, at least I died on the cross. Come on, top that. Come on now. We're bringing it home this morning. I'm right on front street. I can't help it. I am right. On, came right down college, turned around, came down walnut, right on front street. You, that's an old term. Some of y'all young people never heard that, being on front street. That means I'm confronting you. All right? Word of God is confronting you this morning. And we have to realize that the praying church is a presence-filled Church. The praying church is passionate about praying, not praying with lip service only, but from the heart. Come on, praying from the heart. The praying church has the fire of God that burns up the dross and, and, and refines the spirit. Because prayer surrounds everything, it's under everything, it's above and around, it is the air that we breathe, we're in constant communication with God, constant communication with him. And when we agree with God, and when we agree together, oh my goodness, if we could just get that, and I don't mean head knowledge, because I can stand up here and say it, from my head, but do I have it in my heart? If, if we could agree with God's word, first issue, because many of us don't, because what comes out of your mouth is the telltale sign. You might say that you do, but in a situation when you start downing yourself and saying, I don't think I can do it. And, uh, you know, God's called someone else and I'm not really sure about the healing or I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, uh-huh, you're not agreeing with the word of God. On Front Street. And then when we can agree with each other, there's no telling what we can do. We will overcome the world. Jesus already overcame it. All we have to do is agree with him. He said, I am he that's overcome the world. If my word abides in you, come on. You're an overcomer as well. I know you're not excited about that this morning, but something got me excited about agreeing with the word of God and overcoming Agreeing with the word of God and overcoming. Agreeing with the word of God and overcoming. Last week we started in on these, uh, I had eight powerful results of agreement prayer together. We started off last week with agreement prayer secures warfare in victory. It secures warfare and victory, number one. You know, I'm just, I'm a big movie person. I apologize, you know, I always reference movies and and sports, you know, maybe I'm a typical guy, I don't know, Um, but uh, I I love this old movie, A Few Good Men, (laughs) perhaps because I was in the service and, uh, you know, I relate a lot to to some of the things that they say, you know, Eldon, you know, we were in there and... um, I, I, there's a, there's a scene, the courtroom, famous courtroom scene at the end where, you know, Jack Nicholson is talking and, and uh, Tom Cruise asks him something about, you know, did the guys follow your order? And he said, yes. He said, did they follow your orders? He said, people follow orders or people die. Now it's just a movie scene, you know, maybe it's a cliche, but I'm gonna tell you, there's not more true words that could be spoken, especially when it comes to the military. You follow orders or people die. Why is that? Because you don't have the big picture. See, we're in a time today where everybody thinks they know better than ever. You can't tell me. What makes you think? Just because you're my parent or because you're a little older than me or you've been around the block a couple, this is a new day. I got social media. I know more stuff than you. You can't tell me what's going on. And I know there's some things about the iPhone that I probably couldn't tell you. But there's some things about life that don't change. (laughs) Come on, brother. I can't tell you everything about Fortnite and Xbox. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can can tell me some things about that. But there's some things about life that just don't change. I don't care if you was in the 1895 or if we're in 2055. It's not going to change. There are some things that just don't change. Come on, and you don't have the big picture. And with God, He has the big picture. So you can't sit back and say, well, God, I don't know how that's supposed to happen. I'm just supposed to speak to the situation. That don't even sound right. Yeah, it don't sound right to you. You don't have the big picture. God's saying, I've done it before. (laughs) I've done it before. I have a bigger picture than you. And not only that, follow orders or people die. Follow orders or people die. Come on, that kind of hits home a little bit, doesn't it? Follow orders or people die. But when you follow orders and you agree, it secures victory in warfare. It secures victory. He's already overcome it. You got to understand God lives in eternity. He's already at the end. It blows my mind. I can't even think about that. I don't understand it. I'm admitting I don't understand what that means. I can say it with my mouth, but I don't understand what it means to be outside of time and in eternity. That's, what, that's why the word said God knows the end from the beginning. Because he's there. He's there. You get that? He's there. He's at the beginning right now. He's at the end right now. He's in eternity. He already knows. It's already done. But it's up to us to follow it. That's, that's how we have an assurance. That we have a security in this victory and warfare come on and then the second thing agreement prayer increases our power to resist attacks some of us need to be able to resist attacks you know, James said it this way, uh, you know, so often we pray. See, I'm talking about agreeing with the word of God. So often people pray. I pray this prayer uh, many times. Uh, you know, Lord, uh, don't let it come nigh me. Let me go around it. Let me go under it. Let me, you know, let it go over there. You know, Lord, please, you know, this, 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 this demon is tormenting me. Uh, you know, please exercise him to Cleveland someplace. Uh, I, I don't need it, you know. And God, this is what James said about it. James said, blessed is the man, blessed is the one that endures temptation. Blessed is the one that endures temptation. How are you going to be an overcomer if you don't overcome anything? And you know what it says in the book of Revelation? It says that the overcomer will sit in the throne room. See, God loves the overcomer, the overcomer. Come on. And and so some of us need to get there where we need to increase our power to resist the attack. We need to speak to that thing. We need to speak to it. And the only way we know what to say is read his word and be in prayer. And God, the Holy Spirit will tell you, agree with God's word. Use your weapons given by God to resist the attacks of the evil spiritual powers, the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus that's in the word of God. Use it. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. He gave you his name, the name of Jesus. Use it. (laughs) Use it. Number three, agreement prayer can turn a negative atmosphere into faith declarations. What do I mean by that? It can turn a negative atmosphere into faith declarations. Listen. (laughs) <laughs> well, why, listen to this, this passage numbers so I don't have it up there but just listen numbers 14 verses 6 you might want to jot that down Numbers. I don't have it up there numbers 14 verses 6 number 3 is agreement prayer can turn a negative atmosphere into faith declarations uh, numbers 14 6 to 9 says but Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jephnuah, who were among those who had spied out the land you remember this going to taking Jericho you remember you know this one all right they tore their clothes and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel saying the land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land now please listen watch this if the Lord delights in us then he will bring us into this land and give it to us a land which flows with milk and honey watch only do not rebel against the Lord nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. I'm interested in what he said here. He said, do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people. And I know there's a nor in that sentence. I know we're not in English class this morning. I get that. It's a conjunction or it's a connector. I get that. But when you really look at it, God is calling fearing the people rebellion. Only don't rebel against the Lord. Don't fear the people because God has given you the land. See, when you say something different than what God says, it's not just some false humility. Well, I'm just, I just want to make sure I just want to, I'm humble. No, no, no. It's not that it's rebellion. Woo. Oh my, I told you today front street. I told you, it's hitting me too, come on. I mean, I'm talking, I don't even want to say it because I hear it, we're on front street. You don't believe what God says, you're rebelling against him. Now, do you believe him or not? That's what he's saying this morning. Do you believe me or not? Are you an overcomer or not? Are you more than a conqueror or not? Are you the head and not the tail or not? Do you believe that I came to give you life and that more abundantly, or didn't I? Because it's one or the other. You know, here's one of the things that I learned with God. I know, I just got a couple more to get through. Okay, here we go, I know it. But here's one of the things that I learned with serving the Lord. This is what I learned, real quick. And that is, God is not a gray God. You say, well, what does that mean, he's not a gray God? I mean, he doesn't operate in the gray area. We do. We do, and, and sometimes, you know, he, he puts up with us because, you know, he understands we're human because he wants us to bring us to where he is sometimes. But God is not a gray God. Either you're hot or you're cold. Now see, you, listen, watch, watch this with that scripture in, in Revelation. You're either hot or you're cold. You notice that God, God didn't say, if you're hot, I'm going to be mad at you. I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. He didn't say that. Notice this. God didn't say, if you're cold, I'm going to be mad at you and spew you out of my mouth. He didn't say that. So I don't know that that means what we might think it means. Because I'm thinking hot or cold, like I'm for you or against you. But I don't know if that's what it means. Because he didn't say, if you're cold, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. He said, if you're lukewarm. God hates lukewarmness. He hates that, you know, a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. That one will receive nothing from God. That's in James. Ask if you you don't have wisdom, ask in faith, in faith, nothing doubting. And I love love the King James word there. It says, God will give it to you and he upbraideth not. (laughs) Look that up. He upbraideth not. He's not going to come. All you got to do is ask. That's all he's saying. Look, I got it. I got it. Just come to me. And ask. Some of us as parents wish our kids would sometimes just ask. You don't have to go around the side or just ask me. I would have done it for you because I know what's best. I've been there before. Amen. Which one am I on? Okay. Uh, letter D. Number D. Letter four. All right. Agreement prayer. Agreement prayer believes God is able. All right. You just you, you believe God is able. And when I say that, it's a period. I should have put a, there's a period right there. Just believes God is able. You know what? When remember Abraham, Abram and Sarah, and they were, you know, God said you're gonna have a baby. Y'all know the story. What? She laughed. Uh huh. You know what God said? He said, uh, with his best God voice, in Genesis 18, "Is anything too hard for the Lord?" (laughs) Are you laughing? Is anything too hard for the Lord? He said, At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah will have a son. It's not too hard for me. It's not too hard for me. We, we need to agree with God's word that He is able. Why? Because He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's omni. He's all of it. He said it. I am. Now, watch this one. Woo! Agreement prayer is a tenfold increase. Tenfold fold, increase in power to accomplish great things. And you might say, well, you're just making up numbers now, Mike. Come on, you're just making up numbers. I'm not making up numbers. I'm just giving it to you from the word. I didn't write the book of numbers, and I'm not making up any numbers. I'm just giving it to you from the word. All right, you say, okay, well, then you, you said that. Where is it in the word? I'm glad you asked. Deuteronomy 32, 20. It says it this way. It says, how could one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight? One could put a thousand. God, God would be doing some multiplication. He used my very best, uh, you know, Bloomington, Indiana, IU, College Town English. God be doing some serious multiplication. I know you're shaking your head at me, Don. God does some serious multiplication, one for a thousand. He didn't say two for 2,000, right? Two to 10,000 come on it is a 10,000 tenfold increase when you can agree with God's word when you can agree with someone else 10,000 10,000 fold increase in power to accomplish it Leviticus 28 26 8 says this, five of you shall chase a hundred and a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. Ooh, come on now, if we could agree together, there's nothing we can't do, nothing we can't do. Number F, agreement prayer releases the power of the Holy Spirit in a specific place. Come on, you remember the day of Pentecost. What were they? They were in one accord. They were together. They were in agreement. Then the Holy Spirit fell and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And, and cloven tongues of fire sat upon each of them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues. They were all on one accord. But guess what? We all would know Acts chapter 2. We all know because that was the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit first fell. But guess what? Two chapters over, it happened again. I don't know if you know that. Over in chapter 4, verse 31, it says, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the the word of God with boldness. There's something about being together, assembling together. I love online. I'm glad that we're able to do that. If you're not able to make it, please absolutely tune in online. But there's something about us being together in the same place, praying together in one accord for the same cause and same purpose of God. The Holy Spirit comes and he shakes the place. Come on. And then agreement prayer secures the miracle intervention of God. It secures the miracle intervention of God. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises and sing and hymns to God. And the prisoners heard them. And the whole place where they were was shaken. You know the story. There was a great earthquake. The foundations even were shaken. And immediately, all of their chains were loosed and the doors were open. How many here this morning could stand to get some chains loosed and some doors open? Come on. How many could stand to get some chains loosed and some doors open? I'm here to tell you that the spirit of the Lord is here this morning. If you'll just give him a moment, he is here to break some chains and open some doors in your life. Last one, agreement prayer believes that God hears and responds to our prayers. Isaiah 59 one says, behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save nor his ear heavy that he can't hear. But your iniquities have separated you from God. Okay? Come on. Your sins have hidden his face from you. It's not him. He's not hiding. He's not running from you. It's always us who leaves him. It's never him who leaves us. Never him who leaves us. James 5.15, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven. Will be forgiven. Will be forgiven. No matter where you are today, and despite what you have been through, God is faithful. Every head bow, every eye closed for a moment. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his word. I want to pray for you this morning, but I also want to give you some homework. (laughs) Come on, I know you got your head down. You're probably making a face, but that's all right. It's all right. (laughs) That's why I said put your head down first. That way I won't see your face. I'm going to give you some homework. This week, take out your Bible and find one of God's promises for your particular situation and align your words with his. This week, do it this week. Watch what happens. Then speak aloud non-existent things that they were already in existence and work toward them with joyful expectation as you agree with God's word and speak the promise in faith. It can be done. It can be done. It can be done.